We are in the book of Colossians at this moment. And uh, believe it or not, we are still in chapter 1. How is that possible? I don't know. God has got so much. He is speaking to us through this small book of four chapters. Who has completed the book of Colossians? Come on. It is phenomenal. Did, did you guys see what, what we are talking about as you went through the book? Paul is just chatting to our church, and I believe it is just, come on, family, there are things we have got to get. So we're going to continue today in the book of Colossians. We're going to be in chapter 1. Um, we're going to be reading from verse 15. And let's jump straight into, into the Bible passage. It says in verse 15, The Son, this is Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things. Everybody say all things. All things. All things. Alice. Should have preached from the Afrikaans Bible today. Alice. I can't translate it into Afrikaans as I read further. <laughs> all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body which is the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood that was shed on the cross." That is our God. Can we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you for this week that has gone by. Thank you that we are here with each other at this moment. I pray that as we open your word, as we talk about it, as we talk through it, as, as we look at this letter, Father, I pray that it will inspire us that will open our eyes, Father, that you will do a work in us. We ask this in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. I want to take just a few minutes as we go through Colossians, as we create family vibes to chat to you on this subject called, Can You See It? Who is the youngest in the family? In, in your, in your, if you are like the last in the food chain, just put up your hand quickly. Yeah, yeah. If you're the first in the food chain, let me see those hands. Oh, wow, okay. If you rank somewhere in between. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so my daughter, um, she's the youngest, but she thinks she's the oldest. Judah is the oldest, who is trying to be the oldest, is seen as not the oldest by my daughter. And what we're trying to get her to see is that not only is 
he her brother, but he is the oldest. So there needs to be a little bit of adjusting. How many of you guys know you have to adjust your kids every now and then? There needs to be like a tightening of screws, uh, you know, direction setting, so that she can see who he is. And so today, as we have a look at the passage in Colossians, and we talk about family vibes through can you see it, I need to ask you, how many of you guys have ever been for an eye test? Who's wearing contacts at this moment? No one, okay. Can you guys see me? You got contacts? Wow, it's amazing. I tried that. I've, I've been for a few eye tests before, um, and one of the worst eye tests is where they test color. Have you guys seen those tests? It's these little circles with a whole lot of color dots in it. And then apparently there are numbers in them. And they put it up to you and they go, what number do you see? And I go, what number do you want me to see? Because I cannot see any. How many of you guys have ever experienced that? <laughs> I, I, was, uh, I, I wanted to get one for an illustration uh, for, for church today. And now, once again, I'm color lazy, not colorblind. Um, so, but I couldn't see a lot of the stuff that were in these circles. And so I called my kids. I'm like, hey, what do you see? And they go, that's a 12. I'm like, no, that won't work. And, and we kept moving on. And then Jaden sees this one. He goes, dad, that's not a good one. I'm like, why? Can you not see it? He's like, no, I can see it. You just don't want to show the rest of the church that. And I'm like, what does it say? He's like, I can't, dad. It's a really bad word. I'm like, Okay, then we won't do that. So apparently there are these words in these color things, but I can't see them. And then there's a, a normal eye test uh, where you go to the optometrist and they put you in this chair, they throw the transformer helmet on your face and they go, can you see it? And they normally have a letter there. And you go, yes, I can see there is something there. And then they start adjusting the lens until it becomes clearer. And they go, can you see it? And you go, yes, I can see. And then they go, let's change it up a bit. And then they change it again, and it's like, I can't see anything. And then they work on it. And the point of an eye test is so that they can adjust the lens that you're going to be seeing everything through to a state where you can see it clearly. Because a lot of the times we know there is something in front of you, but you just can't see what it is. Um, I, I recently uh, went for new specs, and so I had to take them back, and I didn't have specs with me in the car, and so my wife was with me. I'm like, I'm cool to drive, and like I walked over three kids. I'm like, I didn't see that, <laughs> and, and so she's like, no, 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 I'll drive, but the point of an eye test is to make you see what is in front of you, and I believe that as we look at this specific passage that we have just read, that this is what Paul is trying to help us with. He wrote it to the Colossians and he goes, I need you to see something. I need you, Prodeo, to see something a little bit clearer. Just like Judah is not just your brother, he is number one. He's not my favorite but he's number one, and we've got to see that. And so Paul, as he writes this letter to the Colossians, they are battling with a few things, people coming in with all the ideas 
is and the ways of what church should be, Paul goes, hold on, let's get the foundation of what you need to see. And so he goes, do you know exactly who Jesus is? Who is Jesus to you? Because we can't lower him to just a good person, just an amazing teacher, just a previous prophet. He is way more than that. Have you ever been generalized? Have you ever been generalized? Like, um, give me an example. Oh, stay-at-home moms. They do nothing. Why are they always tired? You know, shocking. I'm on stage. Please don't hurt me. (laughs) Um, Teachers. Oh, my gosh. How are teachers so busy? They only work half a day, and then they send my kids home again, you know? Have you ever heard people talk about teachers like that? Hey, pastors. Oh, don't get me started on pastors. Them people only work an hour on the weekend. Wow. (laughs) You know, we generalize all these things. But how many of you guys know stay-at-home moms do more than just sleep all day? They don't get any sleep, right? Okay, maybe you do. Uh, teachers don't just work half a day. Pastors don't just work an hour. I wish. But we, we, we always generalize. Do people generalize about Christians? And it's because we generalize about who Jesus is. And Paul goes, there is so much more to Jesus that he's just a person, just a story He talks about, can I just show you that he is supreme? He talks about the supremacy of who Jesus is. So I had to go look up this word. And supremacy means being superior. Superior means far above, stronger, better, just not even close to all others in authority power, or status. So Paul is going, can you see it? I need you to understand who Jesus is. He isn't just a guy that came. This is what he's writing to them. And I believe it's something that we need to understand is that Jesus is not just a good guy. He is more supreme, more superior than just that And so, no matter what other people say, Jesus is far more. And the first thing that I want to have a look at is that Jesus is everything. Colossians 1.15 starts off by telling us this. The Son, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Now, I need you to pay attention to that. Who are we? We are humans. And how were we created? In the image of God. Jesus is the image of God. Can, can, can we just pause there for two seconds? We are made in the image. Jesus is the image. Therefore, he is God. From the word go, 
He is God. And Jesus in the gospel says, if you have seen me, what are the words that come after that? You have seen the Father. Because just remember, you weren't allowed to lay your eyes on God or you would die. And here God comes down in human form and he goes, here I am. Look at me and you see your dad. My wife, she showed me a photo last night and she goes, someone mentioned that Jaden looks just like her. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. They all look like me. So if you see my sons, you have seen me. They have my nose, guys. I'm, I'm telling you. They have my They got their mom's complexion. That's the only way you can tell them they belong to Elias. They um, they, they're as light as her, but they look like me. And this is the thing. Can you see that Jesus is God? The next verse mentioned that all things were created through him, for him, and in him. So he is God, and he created everything. All the parts, they say that all things were created by him, for him. Let me blow your mind quickly. You are the all things. He didn't just create the stars, the moon. He created you. All things are you. You you see, we battle as humans on this earth with one question. Who am I and why am I here? Have you ever asked that question before? Who am I and why am I here? Let me point this out to you. You were created by Jesus. That is who you are. Created for Jesus. That is why you are here. By him, for him. Find someone quickly. Now, Dante, you're going to have to find someone. Turn to them and go, you were created by him, for him. If you don't know their names, find out their names and say, hey, Mario, you were created by him, for him. Quickly, turn to someone and tell them that. Because you need to know that he is God and he created you for him. Okay, so we can all leave now knowing that we have a purpose in life. I was created by God and I was created for him. Who are you? You are unique. Come on, think of words. Think of words quickly. Uh, You are special. You are precious. You are miraculous. You are amazing. You are the most insane creation of Jesus. That is who you are. And you were made for him. Have you ever watched the Grammys or any... um, any award show? Have you guys? Have you guys watched? Like someone important walks down the red carpet and everybody goes, oh, it's that person. I don't even know who goes to the Grammys anymore. Uh, we were talking about music this morning and I realized I'm old. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we were talking about how some people don't know a, spe- a specific artist and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know that person. <laughs> and if I ask my kids, they will go, who's that? I'm like, 
there's a problem right here. But in any case, so they walk down the red carpet, and what's the first thing an interview or, or someone interviewing them will ask them is like, what are you wearing? Or not, not what, who are you wearing? Have you had like, oh, I'm not wearing anybody. Like, <laughs> like Versace, I'm wearing Versace. It's like, oh my gosh, he's amazing. Because there's value in who that person is that made it. But can I tell you, you are valuable because of who made you. Come on. You see, he created you. But then we find something really interesting if we go down a few verses to verse 19 and 20. Here is God, Jesus, created all things. And then in verse 19 it says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness, the power, the majesty of who God is, dwell in Jesus. And through him, who is Jesus, to reconcile to himself all things. Not only did he make you, but he redeemed you. How do you know something is valuable? It's the price someone is willing to pay for that item. Like, have you ever watched these movies? Because I've never been to an auction before. And these people, they bid on something stupid like a chopstick that was eaten by I don't know who, or used, and then they start the bidding at, I don't know, let's say four million, and people go up to 10 million for a piece of wood. <laughs> Why? Because they place value on that. Jesus created everything. He created you, and then when we were separated for God, from God, he goes, you are that valuable, I will pay everything. He gave up everything so that he could have you restored to the Father. So not only is Jesus creator, but he's also redeemer. He created us. He redeemed us. He saved us. He brought us back. You are valuable. Can I ask you a question? Or actually, not a question. Can I ask you to stop talking less of who you are. Stop talking bad about yourself. I used to wake up and I'm like, oh, it's Monday. Oh, what am I going to do in my life? Oh, man, I'm so fat. I'm awful. This, oh, life has sucks. Da, 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 da. You have no right to talk about yourself like that. Because the creator of the universe created you and then he died so that he could have you restored to the Father. You see, we buy amazing we place value on clothes and, and, and items, cars, houses, but then we have the audacity to talk bad about who we are. Nothing we buy could ever make us feel better if we don't talk better about who we are. You are created by Jesus. You see, he's the creator of all things. He is the savior of all humankind. He is the head of the church. He is the first to overcome death. In him, all things are held together. Therefore, Jesus is God and Jesus is everything. 
And that is what Paul is saying. It's like, can you see it? Jesus is everything. He is your hope. He is your salvation. He is your power. He is your strength. He is your redeemer, savior. He is love. We can't find anything outside of Jesus that will make us more valuable, more powerful, more equipped. It is only Jesus. And so remember I asked, this is something that we all have battled with. Who am I? And we've just discovered that you are created by Jesus. You are amazing. Quickly, pull out your phone. I just thought of this. Pull out your phone. Look at that selfie camera. Come on. No, 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 no. Look at that selfie camera. I know you want to. Don't check any scores. Don't check Instagram. If you have to, post it on Instagram. You guys as well. Quickly, look at yourself. Smile. Give, give me your biggest smile. Look at that. Your biggest smile. Take your mask off and smile. And quickly tell yourself, I'm valuable. If no one has told you you are valuable today, tell yourself that. Because that is what Jesus is saying at this moment. That is what Paul is writing. Jesus is God and God thinks you are valuable. You were created in his image. You are created with a purpose. And so I need you to know that Jesus is everything, but also I need you to have a look at this. Jesus needs to be in everything. Colossians 1 verse 18 reads as follows, And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in, what's that word? Everything, in everything he might have the supremacy. Remember, you were created by Jesus for Jesus. Now, you might be a talented muso, artist, dancer. You might be a gifted, I don't know, what are people gifted at these days? Um, finances, I know because that is, no, not everybody can do it. Accountant, you know, those people. Doctor, uh, you might be, have passion for teaching, drawing, fixing cars. I don't know, sweeping. For cleaning, what? My number is 082 if that is you. <laughs> you see, we each have something that we do. But our purpose is this, to know God, to be in a relationship with God, to worship God, to honor God, to take whatever light we can find and shine it towards God so that other people may find him. That is our purpose. You were made by him and you exist for him. Jesus needs to be in everything we do. We need to stop separating what we do from who we are. You know we do that. It's like... Oh, man, I work in the secular job. It is awful. I just want to work for the church. Guys, it's, have you seen the sinners that work in this church? It's just as bad. But we're saved by grace. 
and we still have issues. Um, there is no fights that go on in this relationship. No, no, it's full-out war, people. <laughs> we need to have Jesus in everything. It's not my career and Jesus. It's Jesus in my career. It's not Jesus, then my family. It's Jesus in my family. It's not Jesus, then I'll find the perfect marriage. No, it's Jesus in my marriage. It needs to be Jesus in everything. We, this doesn't mean you have to preach wherever you work all the time. Brothers and sisters. <laughs> I greet you all in that marvelous name. Oh, before we have lunch, can we all just bow our heads and the offering is going to go around right now? No. You know, we're not always going to be in an environment where we can do that. Some places we won't even be able to talk about who Jesus is. Does that stop you from being who you were created to be? You were created for Jesus. So that no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, Jesus is in everything. Where you are is just a location. What you do is just a function. Your purpose is Jesus. Can, can, can we get that? Can you see that? I preach and get paid by the church. You preach out there and you get paid by KFC. I don't know who you work for these days. That is it. There is no difference. It's a location, a function, but your purpose remains Jesus. Um, I have an amazing collection of um, action figures. Uh, I've got a whole lot of these Funko Pops. For those who don't know what Funko Pops, they are these amazing uh, things. They're not toys, woman. They're not dolls either. I could see where you're coming with this. And I've got a whole lot of them. And, and one of my favorite characters to collect is um, Captain America. So I've got nearly every single Captain America that they have created that I can find. There are some that I'm still looking for. But you know, you got the Christmas Captain America. Uh, you got the glow-in-the-dark Captain America. You've got old man Captain America. Then you've got Captain America from every part of the movies. And then you've got the Captain America from the old comics, you know, the one that looks like he put on his mom's tights and everything, and they just painted But can I tell you something? No matter which one it is, when you look at it, what's the first thing you're going to say? That's Captain America. I know some of you used to collect those Garfield little figurines. It's like Garfield sleeping, Garfield eating, you know. But no matter where or what Garfield is, no matter what outfit Captain America is wearing, you will always see Captain America. I, to this day, when I see Chris Evans in any movie, I'm like, it's Captain America. <laughs> let, me, let me use this example. Um, to, to add just another side, and then I'm going to explain exactly what I want you to understand. If you see me in the mall, who am I? I'm Milo. My, I'm Milo. If I work in the mall, who am I? I'm Milo. If I go to gym, who am I? I'm tired, but who, who am I? I'm, I'm Milo. 
No matter where you see me outside of this hall, I am Milo. And so this is what I want you to understand. No matter where you work, you are still created by God, for God. You do not separate who you are from what you do because who you are changes what you do. And that is what we need to understand. You can work milking cows, or you can work leading global companies. That is not your purpose, it's a function. Your purpose is to take who Jesus is, could he mean everything? Because we were made by him, for him. So I'm still a unique creation, no matter where I am, no matter what relationship I start, I have to have Jesus in everything. I still worship him through how I work with excellence, with love, with integrity. I'm still in a relationship with him despite how people treat me, of how they act, and what the environment is like. Because not only is Jesus in everything, but he's also God in me. So who are you wearing? Was Jesus in you wearing you? So your purpose is found in him. And so this is what Paul saying, can you see it? Don't bring Jesus down, something small and explainable. He's far superior than that. He is everything and he's in everything. And so to get back to that first statement that I made about that story where Rebecca looks at Judah, how does that apply to us? So we're talking about family vibes. We want to create a culture where we are a family. And as a family, we need to understand if we're going to grow together, Jesus is God. He is everything and he's in everything. He's not your homeboy. He is your creator. He might be cool with you, but he has redeemed you. And we are created by him, for him. Can we pray?